Welcome back to the Cutaways Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Justine. I'm in a good mood. Yeah, that's awesome. And you're not sick? I'm not sick. I'm in pain, <laughs> but I'm not sick. Mm-hmm. But Justine. What? Things are happening, Justine. We're one win away from beating your team. You know, th- this is happening live right now. So who knows when people hear what the results actually I know. Came to be. Everyone knows. Everybody knows. But, you know, in this moment, I don't know. Yeah. In this moment, there are nothing. There's nothing but hope and possibilities. No, not really. There's not. It's like the blues. <laughs> so why? Why would there be hope? We're going to lose. It's OK. Well, I just hope it's a good game. Very. Exciting. You do have a you do have a blues tattoo on your I body. Do. I do. It's OK. So this is not a sports podcast. But it is. But it is. <laughs> Especially for this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's sportsy things in this. There's NBA finals. There's Is that a what that was? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand anything. Yeah, okay, we watch romantic comedies. Do we? <laughs> do we? We do. We've been watching them. We're we're gonna be turning four in a few weeks. No, we're we're speaking words now. Mm-hmm. I hope so. As a podcast. <laughs> As toddlers in the podcast world. Yes. Yes, we are of the toddler age. What are we doing? Okay, we watched 2003's How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. This is a movie, this is one of those movies where I was like, unfortunately, we have to watch this movie. I didn't want to watch it. I've never seen it before. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen it like so many times that it's like... It's whatever. It's whatever. No, this is my first experience with it. I think all I've ever seen was the trailer. So it's mm-hmm. like I've just known what it's about, but no clips, nothing. Nope. I just had no interest whatsoever in watching it at all. It happens. Tell the people what it's about and then we'll we'll get into your feels. Okay, cool. So here is the really weird description from IMDb. <laughs> Benjamin Barry is an advertising executive and ladies' man who, to win a big campaign, bets that he can make a woman fall in love with him in 10 days. Andy Anderson covers the how-to beat for Composure magazine and is assigned to write an article on how to lose a guy in 10 days. They meet in a bar shortly after the bet is made. I mean, it's it's okay until you get to that last sentence. Yeah. It's like, like no, that's not how it works in the movie. And like, first of all, I don't get the he's a ladies man because I feel like we've had other uh, movie characters who were like ladies men. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey in this movie, I feel like is just attractive white guy. Yeah. But not like a... Ooh, gross, ooh, you know. No, he actually, I I don't hate Matthew McConaughey in this movie. Yeah, it, it irks me a little that he's just, he's just Matthew McConaughey being Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get, we'll set that aside. Talking about who is in this movie, it stars Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey and Adam Goldberg. Also, Katherine Hahn, I want to give an early shout out to. <laughs> Yeah, isn't she more famous than Adam Goldberg? Like, why is Adam, Adam yeah. Goldberg was in the movie for like five minutes? Yeah, it's uh, you know uh, I just go with however they list it at the top because I yeah. know like in the in the full listing order they can really all be switched around. But yeah, his his name was before hers. But I yeah, she was in it more and she was better, more fun. Y- yes, she beautiful. was definitely more fun. Yeah, and she. She always is. She's she's one of those, I think, rom-com besties that I'm always like, hey. <laughs> she's like Judy Greer. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I agree with that. This movie was directed by Donald Petrie, who also directed Mystic Pizza. And if you're like, hey, you guys never covered Mystic Pizza. Dan and I covered Mystic Pizza for the bonus Patreon podcast that we do entitled What Did I Miss? So you can hear that if you're a... patron. That's an exclusive perk. This movie was edited by Deborah Neal Fisher, who was one of the many editors of Fifty Shades of Grey. And if you're also like, hey, you guys have not done Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, yes, we have. It was fucking torture. Also for the patrons. Yeah, that was one of our Patreon levels or whatever. Like, we've got this many patrons, so we torture ourselves. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Five minutes in, I'm already like, hey, Patreon pitch right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the editorial crew. Yes, editorial. We have Patrick J. Don Vito, who is the additional editor in New York, and David S. Clark, who was one of the assistant editors in New York. He was also an additional editor, but not listed as editor, but just as additional, additional editor. editor. On, yeah, in Fifty Shades of Grey. In addition to the three main editors, there were additional editors for Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, I think we go into that when we talked about it. Yeah, no, we did. Uh, the other New York assistant editor was Rick Derby, and then they had an assistant editor in Toronto who was David Tarnowski. Tarnowski. She's from right. Boston. I'm from St. Louis. We have very little to, you know, go off. <laughs> I mean, look at my last name. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, we have an apprentice editor in New York who was Chad Rubel. Yeah, I saw in the credits that they, I think, probably did all their interiors in Toronto. I think so. That makes sense. So this movie was an hour and 56 minutes. Uh, it didn't feel too, too long. No, it felt like it had a really nice pace. Yeah. Yeah. Which was I surprising. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it could have it could have dragged out for sure. But yeah, not too bad. Uh, it's rated PG-13 for some sex related material. As you know. Probably all the swearing. The swearing and the the, the shower scene. Oh, yes. <laughs> I feel like, okay, now I'm already like, I feel like if you're going to like make up with someone, a shower scene is a good time. Good for that. I love that there's no words in it. Like, okay, we'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, last thing. It has a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb and a 45 meta score. That is all the information I have on how to lose a guy in 10 days. It was nominated for some like MTV movie awards or some bullshit, but I don't care. The end. <laughs> Fuck you, MTV. It was for like best kiss, best hissy fit. Only nominated though. So if it had one, then I would be like, okay, this, yeah, not good. Maybe enough to should win be a, mentionable. Yeah, not good enough to win a made-up category is what I'm going with. So yeah, I got this movie from my library. Hello, library. I love supporting our local library. I feel like, okay, so maybe I went into the movie being like, I'm going to hate this. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the only reason why I didn't like it so much was probably because I had to pay super attention to it and like take notes and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's much more of a background movie. Like I have a vendetta now of being like, I got to pay attention even though I know exactly what's going to happen and it's so stereotypical and cookie cutter, you yeah. know? Well, I think I said last time it's a it's a folding laundry movie for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it definitely, yeah. I don't know. There's certain scenes that I really like to pay attention to. Like, I really love the bullshit scene with his family. I just, I don't know why. I don't know if it's just, like, connecting to, like, maybe some residual family feels for me, but I've just always loved that that scene. Yeah, no, I think it, it comes across as like an honest scene because there are a lot of scenes in it where it's just played up for like the... The drama of the, it all. Yeah, the yeah. drama, the hype, the funny. Whereas that one is just like, yeah, low down, I'm connecting with someone on a real level. And I feel like with rom-com stuff, you that's the stuff you really connect to and like relate to as a human being of like, oh, and I have a boyfriend and meet his family, I think this would be cool you know yeah well and it was just kind of nice like their his family like just being so welcoming and open arms you knew that the obvious thing was oh yeah he's never brought a girlfriend home and and all that stuff but that Mm -hmm. stuff really didn't matter when you get into like the emotional side of that at least yeah sequence the only thing it made me think about was like how come we never learn about her family or if she doesn't have a family at all like in the movie well, and uh, maybe it's just she just doesn't, they don't live there. I don't know. There's just a number of other problematic things that I would want to put my focus on rather than her not having a family. Because I feel like most movies we don't necessarily mm-hmm. see our, our leads' families. So that doesn't bother me as much as, let's say, the fact that she, to try and get rid of a man, she put on basically a hoop skirt. And then put Vagisil in his bathroom. Like, 
as if that is something that is so wrong for a man to see mm-hmm. that that's going to get rid of it. He just screams when his medicine cabinet is full of tampons. Yeah. <laughs> Why are tampons? Okay. So like, like, let's break it down. Why are tampons so scary to men? I don't know, but I feel like that may be an old thing because like recently the guys I've been dating are just totally cool with periods and stuff and will talk about it with me. <laughs> That's good. Ah. I have so- I-, I feel like I have such an aversion to aversion to talking about it, especially with Sam. Like I have a hard it's easier now, but like when we were first dating I had such a hard time talking about it. And I think it's because I had a little brother. My mom kind of freaked out. She'd be like, Christian doesn't want to see that. And it's like, but does even does Christian even know what it is? <laughs> like, does it matter? Yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about like kind of the worst things in the movie. Yeah. Her needing to push him away because of the rules of the article and just being like, well, I'll just do what every guy hates to the extreme. I'll act clingy and be all like, lovey-dovey and you know move too fast (laughs) yeah one of the things that i think i do appreciate about the bet aspect of it is that it is both of them that Mm -hmm. both of them are being sort of deceiving and to benefit their career in some way so i kind of like that that's an even playing field even though there is this lying and and all of that it, it feels better than some of the other movies that we've seen where it focuses around a bet Yeah, I agree with that. And I also like that you can find comfort in knowing that it's going to end in 10 days. Yeah. Whereas like other movies with bets, there's no kind of deadline. I mean, the deadline is like prom, you know? Yeah. Which is like maybe months away. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. So I feel like even if they're they're both very uncomfortable what they're doing, they at least are like, okay, I only have a few more days of this, and then I can just be like, who who is this crazy person who a would tolerate this, or you know, mm-hmm. who would tolerate? I don't want to be with a person who would tolerate me like this. That's yeah. how I. <laughs> One of the things that I was kind of disappointed with was like that they made it through the ten days without like major questioning about why she was being so kooky and then also why he was being so accommodating, I guess would be the correct word. Yeah. I feel like they kind of touched on these things a little bit, maybe like in the therapy session. Which was a great scene. (laughs) Catherine Hahn. (laughs) Where he just kind of finally got to be like, what the hell happened to you? (laughs) Yeah. But then it's like really, it's, it's kind of masked by them going to Long Island and then all Staten of Staten Island or Staten Island and then all of the that tenderness kind of coming in like that that the that kind of plugs that plot hole for me mm-hmm. because yeah. to me it's just like no human would go about this for that length of time 7 days mm-hmm. like a week and not question why these things are happening or at least bringing them up. I mean, I guess it's since it's such a new early relationship, maybe you're not wanting to, but then you have all of these other factors in line. I don't know. It just didn't really. That's one thing that's yeah. always bothered me. Yeah. If you wanted to have like this woman fall in love with him, would he be like, hey, can we have an honest talk about such and such? Yeah. How this made me feel. She was constantly upping the ante with her actions but he was not fully engaged in that same way like it was yeah it was almost like i needed a scene where it was like he was questioning what love really is yeah the movie was pretty much baseline let's just put matthew mcconaughey through the ringer yeah yeah no it really was y- you're right about that that i would like to see it a bit more even that way because in the end, you're just like, well, she was way worse to him. And all he had to do was just tolerate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which to me is like setting a really terrible like example of what relationships mm-hmm. are supposed to be. Yeah. To have a woman just stay with you and be in love with you, just tolerate her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I know that's not what it was like going for. But that's a su- that is like an unintentional subtext, I feel like. But I mean, he does in the beginning, I feel really try oh, to yeah. woo her by like making this magnificent dinner, you know, like 
all these things like gifts, all the roses, like look at me and my charm bomb. <laughs> well, and I think I think that that works in the beginning, but as you go on, it's like I need I I just I needed that scene of like questioning because it is presented to him at the beginning of like they didn't want lust they wanted love like true like real love and what does Mm -hmm. that actually mean and i think that that would have been a really nice subversion to the traditional rom-com tropes of this movie yeah the movie was too traditional tropey yeah but it could have it could have been nice to have something like that because then that that creates this whole other aspect around the diamond campaign Oh, I like that. Because not only is he learning about not necessarily femininity, but what it what it means to be in like a longer term committed relationship. He's also learning what love is. If what he wants to get into, he wants to get into more of marketing for women. And this is where we bring in the the what women want aspect of it, which I was getting lots of those vibes, especially in the beginning the whole like get inside the head of a woman yeah uh we'll talk about that in a moment i first wanted to give some shout outs to some people who saw that we were watching this movie uh firstly caitlin from her ed and films said that she could just never get into this movie not her thing it happens yeah but steph who we had on our bedazzled episode yeah it's like one of her favorite movies (laughs) I love the extremes. I, I asked her, what do you like about it? She said, Kate Hudson. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kate Hudson does look hot. <laughs> and she's sweet. Mm-hmm. And she's a sweet, strong-willed woman who's going to get what she wants. But let's get into it. Let's try and knock out this whole movie plot in half an hour. <laughs> we can do it. Ha! There's a lot. There's a lot of, there's a lot. I wrote a lot. There's a lot happening in this movie. Yeah. We have our gal. Her name is Andy. Andy Anderson. Andy Anderson. It starts out the the movie with a little montage of showing her all doing her how-to research. How-to blah, 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 blah. But basically, Composure is a woman's magazine that's kind of like cosmopolitan. Yeah, it definitely was cosmopolitan. Just like super... (laughs) It's like Sparkle from 13 Going on 30. Oh... But what she wants to write about are things that matter because those are the topics that she's actually interested in. Everybody thinks that because she's a girly girl, she'll want to write about shoes, but she wants to write about politics and religion and war and be an actual journalist, you know, quote unquote, actual (laughs) journalist. She has a master's. Matthew McConaughey rides a motorcycle in this movie is a note I took. (laughs) (laughs) In New York. He's into it. So... Uh, let's set up what's going on with McConaughey, with Benji. He's an advertising ag- executive. Is this the same set as What Women Want? Because it looked a lot like it. <laughs> I don't remember What Women Want, so I can't tell you for sure. But didn't they also the film in vibes. Toronto? Probably. Then probably. Toronto was like the... I think Toronto was Vancouver before it w- Vancouver was Vancouver. Oh, I believe that. Well, and Toronto yeah. is always doubled for New York. Also, in the scene where we're meeting him and he's talking to his boys about his game plan, he takes off his shirt. He takes off his riding t-shirt to put on a button down and all like the ladies in the office are like, hoo, 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 I can see you through your glass wall. Was this supposed to be a reference to Working Girl? It's like shot for shot exactly the same yeah. as that <laughs> Working Girl scene with Harrison Ford. Yes, 100%. And also it's like, here's a virile man that all the women want. How do we show that? By women looking at him. When reality, all you have to do is just show them naked. And well, in reality, all you have to do is just look at Matthew Matthew McConaughey and be like, attractive man. We get it. I just want more male nudity in film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a couple shirtless scenes in it. Yeah. But that's not full male nudity. No, no, no. They're, no, it's PG-13, this movie. Okay, so the what he's getting at is his little trio of guys, they're done with doing the same old, same old. They've been doing beer and sports marketing. They're tired of stereotypical man crap. Well, I think they also want the higher money clients. They want the 
the beauty industry is a lot of uh, moolah. Well, yeah, because women, advertisers see women as their key market. It's always been a thing where women will spend more money. There's a whole other side to this where women's things are more expensive than men's things that are basically the same. But women Mm -hmm. will spend more money on on products uh, than men will. Yeah, because we're told how awful we look all the time. Yes. Thanks, composure. (laughs) So he wants to do this pitch and then like his boss is like, no, 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 you're good at what you do. I'm going to keep you at your level. And he's like, nah. (laughs) No, I think not. Right. So that's going on. All the while is intercut with uh, Catherine Hahn plays the character Michelle. She was just dumped because she cried after sex and said, I love you too soon. And then continuously called this man Mike. nonstop. Mike. Yes. Andy is helping her out, getting her to work and stuff. Um, but then they have this little like, I don't want to say argument, but Michelle says to Andy, if you did the same thing, you wouldn't get dumped because look at you. So that puts like the little like nugget in her head sort of thing. Yep. And then we're at the the Composure magazine pitch meeting, pitching the the stories of what's going to go to print. Andy gets told again and again, you can't write about whatever you want because you're not ready. And so she doesn't have a how-to yet until the boss learns that Michelle has been dumped. And then the boss is like, well, you could take your pain and write about it. Michelle is like, I don't want to do that. And so the boss says, okay, who's going to use Michelle's uh, story for their article? Well, the one girl says, I'll do it, and it'll be so upbeat. Like, that's always bothered me. It's like, how can you do that, random, one, boss lady? That's not how this works. Two. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that is exactly how it works. It shouldn't be. Based on a talk show I worked on. (laughs) Shade. So basically, the boss says, who's going to use Michelle's story for their article? That woman says, I'll do it. But then Andy, being the friend, says, no, I'll do it. I have this perfect idea of to do a how-to. I'm going to do a how-to push this guy away by doing all the annoying girly things. And then the boss says, perfect. How to lose a guy in 10 days. Why 10 days? Because we go to print in 11. (laughs) (laughs) And there's our movie title. Wink. So gals night, they go to the bar because they need to immediately get a man because they only have 10 days. And so the plan is I'm going to do everything that guys hate. Be clingy, be needy, be touchy feely. And he'll be out by day two. Done. Easy. Article. Ba-ba. This is what not to do. (laughs) Yeah, she should have wrote how to not get your hopes up. (laughs) But also at this same bar, they're having that little pitch meeting with the there are these lady advertisers who are like the antithesis to uh, Benji and his boys. Yeah. Lady advertisers always market the diamonds and the, the beauty. Like, that's their thing. So he's trying to take the client away from them because his boss is going to go with them. I know this is a little confusing. <laughs> it is. It's a little it's hanging there. <laughs> yeah. So at this little powwow that Benji interrupts because he's not supposed to be there. He's being very alpha male being like no 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 i want this account so i'm showing up to this meeting that's not for me diamonds are for everyone and he gets accused of not understanding women kind of true kind of because apparently he's a i don't know we don't know him enough about him at this time to know if he understands women or not we know he's not a woman but i think that's pretty much what the gals are getting at like you can't market to women because you're not a woman yeah I don't think that that's a valid argument. Like, I kind of, I think we've talked about this before. I hate the argument that or a man cannot connect to a woman because he has a penis. Or the mm-hmm. other way around. A woman cannot connect to men because she has a vagina. That's not how it works because we are all our people. And our genitalia. Yeah, shared experiences. Yeah, our genitalia do, does not determine what our thoughts and emotions and our interactions with one another are. But there is also the understanding of that our gender influences our experience in the world. Yes. But I don't think that men, I don't think that some, I don't think that there are, are not men out there who cannot understand that. I, I mean, I do believe that there are men that do not understand that and don't try to see that. But I also see the flip side where there are men who do look at 
a, a woman's experience and listen mm-hmm. and try to no, do yeah. something about it with their privileged voice. Exactly. I mean, like, just a basic case of a guy being like, oh, I like being able to walk around at night and I know that you can't, so it sucks. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But I think that there's also the the same thing can be said for for women. We don't necessarily always understand some of the aspects of what it means to be, you know, indoctrinated in masculinity. Like, we we understand what masculinity does to us as women, but we don't necessarily understand the intense pressure that it is there to not show your emotions or to yeah, not be totally. sad or to be scared what it, when you are angry that people are going to see you as violent. Like that's, yeah, that's something that I don't think I can understand. Yeah. I feel like as we grew up as women, just to be like confused by boys and be like, well, why can't you just like express yourself and be like, well, like, they fucking can't because yeah. they've been taught not to. Yeah. Well, anyway. and I think there is some there is a shared experience in that. Like going back to just because we can listen to those things, we can connect on our own personal basis. Like, yes, a man has been taught not to show their emotions, but a woman has been taught not to show her emotions too much, or she will be seen as weak. Or mm-hmm. and I think that that's where we can connect by saying, Oh no, like let me let me teach you how to to cope with that feeling that you're feeling, maybe you can teach me, you know, something else. Yeah, and specifically for people in relationships, just listening to each other is what makes a long-lasting relationship. And couples therapy. Yeah, and lots of therapy. <laughs> okay, so the, 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 the lady marketing person, I don't know her name, sees that Andy is there and knows that... Ben would fail a bet if she bet that the premise thing of he can woo and make a woman fall in love with him in 10 days, which is when their executive party for the diamond client happens. Yes. So she's like, that gal right there, whom I have never met. Lying, lying, lying. Um. I like that the bet has to be won at that night. But yet there's all this prep work that goes into because you're having this party Mm -hmm. to essentially win the client. So wouldn't you have to already like prep your pitch and all of that and know who is going to pitch before that night? I don't know. They they were working on the pitch right up until that happened. It yes, in reality that would not happen because that's a very, very, very expensive party. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This is not reality. So make this woman fall in love with you in 10 days. Here are the stakes. After I win, I get the account. Great. Wonderful. Ha 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 ha. So he goes up to Ben. Ben goes up to Andy. They quickly size each other up and accept and go out on a date. A lovely dinner date with seafood to get to know each other. Yeah. And then uh, he takes her back to his place. Oh, wait. First comes the one of the iconic lines of she says, true or false? All's fair in love and war. And he goes, true. It's a good answer. Then they go back to his place. I like that that's the deciding question on if he is going to be her article choice or not. Yeah. Will you forgive me when this is done? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I am going to fuck you up, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Which is what I say to all my dates. No. (laughs) That's how a date should start off. Yes. Hello. Fuck you up. Are you prepared to cry? <laughs> Hello, sir. We're going to get into some emotional turmoil. Ugh, too true. <laughs> Back at his place, he sets the mood by lighting some candles and playing some Nelly. But then he thinks a diamond is a long-term commitment and changes up his usual play. Like thinking about that this is his usual play to get a girl is to put on some It's Getting Hot in Here. <laughs> Don't take off all you famous right. St. Louis boy, Nelly. I, I knew you were gonna say it. <laughs> so he changes it up. So then she comes out of the bathroom after talking to her friend, being like, "I'm gonna hit that," because that's what all women do when they go over to see a guy. They immediately call their best friend and be like, "Guess who's gonna get some?" <laughs> well, now it's a text. Yeah. <laughs> Legit. Um, that is what we are doing. Um, <laughs> it's girl code, guys. Girl yeah, <laughs> get that D. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what women. 
there is no such thing as slut shaming anymore in the world. All my friends know when I get it and they're just always like, yes, you're getting some D. You're amazing. <laughs> well, and it's like, <laughs> like combating that myth that women are not sexual beings. Mm hmm. Totally. Like, women think about sex just as much as men. A lot. <laughs> okay. In the movie, she gets on his bed and beckons him over. And he goes and, like, sits on the dresser and beckons her over. There's lots of weird, awkward beckoning. Yes. <laughs> awkward beckoning is my emo <laughs> band. <laughs> it's a mood. She goes over to him and starts, like, getting on him. And he's like, let's not go too fast. But then, like, lusty feelings start naturally taking over. And then there's some dialogue about, like, no, 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 no. Let's not go too fast. And I she's respect like, you. No, she goes, I want, I want you to respect me. And he says, I respect you for respecting me. She goes, I respect that. <laughs> yeah, it's really awkward. That's, like, the kind of bedroom talk that I have. Always awkward. <laughs> We're so learning true. a lot about me tonight. We are. <laughs> well, you know, I'm single. It happens. Without doing any do, she leaves, but forgets her purse. On purpose. 100% on purpose. Because she had those Knicks tickets in there. Hook, line, and sinker, baby. He finds the Knicks tickets with his buddies and then sends her 100 roses to her office. So she knows that the game is afoot. Is afoot. <laughs> She didn't need Sherlock Holmes to tell her that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. She is good. She is good. I'm taking notes. <laughs> I do like how they, like, find the Knicks tickets, though. Like, they intentionally knock the purse off of the desk and then dissect yeah. things <laughs> with pens as if mm-hmm. Andy is going to, like, fingerprint all of her yeah. shit. <laughs> They did not leave fingerprints, except for on the tickets. Yeah. He tells her that she's taken him to the game, and she plays it off of like, oh, no, 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 no. And he's like, oh, yeah, baby. And she's like, okay, you meet me there. Kay. So she's doing the coy thing. She's still doing right now. She's still hooking him. She hasn't, like, turned yet. She's yeah. still being, like, the perfect date. Mm-hmm. Flutter, flutter. I'm an innocent little lamb. <laughs> I am a wolf in sheep's clothing. Oh, that is definitely her. (laughs) Okay. So they go to the game. They get on the kiss cam. And so right after that, you see a little look in her eye. It's game on now. It's time to turn it around. Benny. Benny. Benny Boo. Benny Boo Bear. (laughs) I'm so parched. Parched. Can I have a soda? She's like, but there's one minute left. Yeah. (laughs) There's one minute left in the game. But so parched. I'm going to die of thirst. What the, what the real play is, though, is she goes, never mind, I'll go get it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the trick. <laughs> he, uh, And he falls for it. Yes, he does. <laughs> he could have just been like, okay, have fun. Bye. That's what Sam does. Ugh. Sorry, I go, men are weak. No. <laughs> Sometimes, yes. Sometimes. We don't advocate playing men for games no it's just fun (laughs) (laughs) games are fun when it's a two-player yes when it is a consensual two-player game my goodness so all this stuff happens at the game she keeps sending him back she's like that's not diet so he ends up missing the end of this wonderful scoring game where they win and stuff yeah they win again the last minute for me it would be like the game seven of the second round against the Dallas Stars, double overtime win, and sent us to the third round. That would be what it would be for my equivalence. Sure, whatever words you said. Some people who listen to this podcast will understand. <laughs> so the next day, she calls him at work. This is where she starts penetrating his boundaries. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> And he's just like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I'm in the middle of a meeting. Let's go to, to a movie later. And then they go see Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> uh, all they were playing were rom-coms. One of them being Mystic Pizza, which this director directed. So. Of course, of course. Shout yourself out. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So she starts talking through the movie. And it comes to, so who's the girl you're thinking about? And he's like, what? You can't just watch a whole movie of Meg Ryan. 
and not be thinking about someone. What, 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 what? And then this big guy behind them is very mad that they're talking during the movie. And she just ups the ante of being like, well, you shut up. My boyfriend will beat you up. As you do. <laughs> uh, which that does happen. Gets him punched in the lobby of the, the movie theater. Yes, yes. In the face. Yeah, it's okay. He just needs to rub his face on her boob and he's fine. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cute. I guess. It was a little weird for me, but she found it endearing. Like She was like... Uh, you did it, but he was pretty cute after. I couldn't help but, you know, want to snuggle him up. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't bother me because it's like this. They, they're consenting in this relationship and they're having fun with one another. And, and he's doing doing it as a joke. He's not doing it on purpose to violate her in some way. No, yeah, 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 yeah. So, Very relationshipy thing. Yeah, it's cute. It's cute. It's a playful, like, oh, you're such a dick. <laughs> Mm. like that's how that's how me and sam like interact like you're a fucking asshole i'd say that a lot to him yeah you do because he is a fucking asshole but he's adorable as a fucking asshole so you just deal with it so the next night he is cooking for her his plan is to have her cook and then he's gonna watch the the knicks together on his tv in his home uh, so she comes over and brings a huge box of girly things, pink blankets, little pink, what's that, toilet seat cover. She puts this like macrame cover over the top of the, the, the tissues, the tissue box. Yeah, and uh, stuffed animals everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Takes over his man space. <laughs> I mean, that was too frilly for me. I think it, it was too frilly for her. I think it was too frilly for anyone. yeah. She just is hitting him hard with the stereotypes. Yeah. Also, she gets him a baby fern, which is like our relationship. <laughs> it's our love fern. Help it grow. Love fern is the one thing I remember from the trailer. Yeah. That you killed our love fern. <laughs> <laughs> and then he sits down, serves her lamb, and she starts crying and goes, I wish I ate meat. <laughs> which she ate seafood the first night together. So, <laughs> Well, she could be vegetarian. Pescatarian. Pescatarian. I knew there was a version where they don't eat meat, but they eat fish. <laughs> I'm like, to me, fish is a meat. <laughs> I know. I'm not saying anything about that. Whatever. So she takes him to go vegetarian. And he has to eat like tofu and some bullshit. Constantly assaulting it, which is probably part of his problem. Yeah. She is watching the Knicks game in the kitchen of this restaurant. Eating a burrito. And then she makes a scene and shouts, my boyfriend thinks I'm fat in front of him, which makes everybody stare at him. Yeah, I didn't like, I, I mean, I knew it was all like a joke or whatever, but it's just like, what? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Some of this stuff is just like, this is not shit women care about. This is just stereotype women. Yeah, yeah. So when they go back to his place, trying to catch the end of the, the Knicks highlights, she kind of gets caught that she knows that the guy was going to miss the basket, the basketball. Mm -hmm. <laughs> misses the shot. Yeah. He's like, how did you know that? And she's like, because he always misses. Oh, I'm going to get all frisky with you all of a sudden. Let's take your <laughs> yep. clothes off. And I'm going to name your penis Princess Sophia. I still think the best part was little big, little big, little big. Who knows? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> because uh, of the way gosh. she says it it's so funny yeah poor guy <laughs> she definitely turned on those crazy eyes yeah she did <laughs> so because of this he is not feeling it anymore he cannot he no <laughs> princess sophia does not want to come out and play uh a name that he prefer would be crawl warrior king <laughs> crawl the warrior king does he wow. want to come out to play if you name your partner's penis, leave it in the comments below. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So um, he gets turned off, so she leaves, which she finally is thinking like, oh, he is out of here. I am free. But then he catches her at the elevator and says, can I see you tomorrow? Well, she is just like confused, but then has to turn it back on again and be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> so he's talking with his work friends being like, She's evil. She's <laughs> evil, Andy, now. I don't know what happened. And they're like, you got to keep doing. 
you got to keep doing the do, do, do. We got to get this client. It's a bet. They're like, you only have five more days. <laughs> so she shows up at the office while they're talking with a dog being like, look, I got us a baby. And here we're a family. We have matching plaid ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. We're a happy little family. And then so he notices the little like diamond collar that the dog has. And he's like, whoa, this dog's really blinging out. And she's like, oh, it's just a little frosting, which gives him the inspiration for the diamond campaign. Frost yourself. <laughs> As in, hey, ladies, go frost yourself. Frost your mm. fingers on down to your toes. Mm-hmm. So he pitches that to his boss and whatever, and they love it. Everybody's like, yay. Except for the women's. Mm-hmm. So then at his home, she comes over again and she's like hey i use photoshop to see what our kids would look like and they're all ugly and she also (laughs) takes a call from his mom she's got a relationship with his mother he's like what the fuck (laughs) this is all what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck goes to the bathroom feminine products everywhere starts screaming freaking out oh god oh god she's like what are you doing tonight and he's like well i was going to work i was he lies and he's like i'm gonna work and watch the game. Yep. That's. Yep. Sorry. And he's. she's like, oh, that sucks because I got us tickets. They were really good seats. She lays it on thick. He thinks he's going to the Knicks game. He is not. He, we later that night find out there were tickets for Celine Dion and he has missed the Knicks game again. Oh, Celine. She's talking to her gals now being like, this guy is impossible why hasn't he left yet like i am doing everything i am the worst human being why what what yeah they're like well you're seeing him tonight you're like no 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 he's got his boys night poker they're like you're giving him a boys night yeah he needs a break long long look from best friend being like crazy you wouldn't give him a boys night (laughs) (laughs) he got a boys night but not since he met you. You. <laughs> yeah, that was before you. Oof, oof, oof. That's a saying. These friends are evil. I feel like when you do get groups of women together, we can like come up with the most diabolical shit and rule and take over the world, but you're lucky we don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We we all have covens. We could take over the world if we wanted to with black, dark yeah. magic, but we choose not to. <laughs> attitude dance all of us were doing like our bitches assemble okay so she comes over she has her own key interrupts the poker game makes all the guys put out their cigars and she's just like fully maxed out personality in front of his <laughs> friends now like they didn't they didn't know they how bad did. it was <laughs> Do you think I'm some kind of mental person? (laughs) (laughs) Tossing these carrots and celery sticks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And pretty much she leaves because of this fight. Because the love fern was dead. Yep. And he runs after and says, you're acting completely insane. What happened to cool, sexy, awesome Andy? And she's just like... Well, this is how I am. So I guess it means that we're over. And he says, I guess it is. And the elevator door shuts. And she's like, finally. (laughs) And the boys, (sighs) the boys are like, no, you can't. You can't do it. Couples therapy. Couples therapy. Go (laughs) suggest couples therapy. Couples therapy saves them every time. Well, it's not because it's it doesn't save. So here's the thing about couples therapy, at least for me and Sam. We've both been taught very different forms of communication and how to communicate that love. So we have a really hard time without a third party entity telling us, hey, you're communicating the same thing. You're just doing it in ways that do not connect with your partner because they don't understand that form of love communication. Mm -hmm. So here are some tools that you can use to like mitigate that or find little different avenues around. Mm-hmm. So that's what couples therapy is for. That's not the couples therapy that they attend <laughs> because it's all a hoax. <laughs> <laughs> I know a therapist who's really just gonna fix you right up, Benji. 
blow your mind. So they go, she agrees to go to couples therapy. It's Michelle in disguise. It costs $300. She's got giant glasses. Mm -hmm. Like a real therapist. (laughs) I like it. She immediately asks about their sexual history and, you know, that they haven't had sex yet. They've only been dating for seven days. Yeah, Andy points out that Benji has a problem. (laughs) He's like, I don't have a problem. I have a problem with you naming my penis Princess Sophia. Basically, what it comes down to is that he says, well, she has been talking with my mom behind my back. And the therapist is like, is it bad that she wants to have a relationship with your family? Why not meet their whole family? And he's like, yeah wouldn't you want to go to Staten Island to meet the family? And so that she has to up this and be like, yes, I would. (laughs) She really doesn't want to. But they're going to Staten Island. Mm -hmm. They take the ferry. Um, And this is the scene that we talked about that was charming where they play bullshit with the family. And then the family cheats so that she'll win over him. Yeah, it's really cute. Yeah, it's really cute. And then he teaches her how to drive the motorcycle and they get splashed by the passing truck. Have to go home and take a shower. Yeah, but first they have like their first real moment where she starts getting like sentimental and emotional. And she says, I love everything about this house and your family took me in. Your mom really hugged me. Yeah. Then they have like a real kiss. Full on. The no bullshit kiss. It's beautiful. And then they start undressing each other and get in the shower together. And then we dissolve away. <laughs> PG-13. Damn it. Uh, then they have an adorable fairy ride together while promoting Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs> As one does. <laughs> As one does. He asks her to come to the party as his girlfriend. And that he's got finals tickets, game seven. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> this is the part where I want to ask you how real this is. Because he says, well, don't make plans for day 13 because I got us Nick's tickets to the final thing and be my girlfriend sort of thing. Like, he's all in at this point, is he not? Oh, I believe he does. I believe that it's 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 no longer just about the bet now. Like, he's kind of forgotten the bet, probably because they've already prepped the event and that he's won the fucking contract already. So it does mm-hmm. like it's like the bet is just circumstantial at this point. So he is definitely falling for her, which gives her the whole like, oh, shit. (laughs) But I think she was too. They had a lovely day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A lovely, beautiful moment. She does go up to her boss and say, I can't write this article. It's not what I thought it was going to be. I found my, my OTP. And the boss says, you will write this article because you have to. I would have quit. She eventually does. You're right. You're right about that. She does quit in the end, but she just thought, like, she thought if she did this article and it was great that she could do anything there at Composure. Like, that was what she was promised. Like, then I could write anything. So she was just holding on to that sort of expectation. So he goes to pick her up and she's got on the yellow dress with the, I remember, like, how the, oh my God, it's low cut right above her butt crack. Like, that is a low cut dress back and that was showing a lot of skin in 2003 (laughs) welcome to 2019 justine (laughs) where it's just pasties everywhere yeah (laughs) just you wear like a sheer thing over that but underneath it's just pasties oh no that was we we saw that in line uh to get dinner last night Uh, more power to you i'm not doing that but more power to you it's expensive underwear i'm sure you'd want to show it off yeah (laughs) are you comfortable yes sure okay good so they go to the party. Both of their bosses are there. Because, of course. Uh, diamonds are handed out at the party for the women to wear and walk around in. Andy's given this huge yellow diamond necklace. The Isadora. The Isadora. You're right. Ben's boss goes to talk to Andy. And he's like, you look like a woman in love. And she's like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a woman in love. I'm a woman in love. <laughs> It's only been 10 days. Fine, maybe. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know that look. <laughs> My feelings. <laughs> oh, God, I'm confronted with the feels. <laughs> there they are. Hello, feelings. How are you? <laughs> it's been a while. God. 
I hate when they do that. Right? When they just show up and just like smack and you're like, oh God. <laughs> like, fuck you, asshole. I wasn't expecting you. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I did not have the guest bedroom set up. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> you're showing up out of the blue. And then they bring all their fucking baggage. <laughs> <laughs> With all of this luggage. <sighs> what do you carry around in this? All the heartbreaks passed. <laughs> This is a door we do not open. No. <laughs> yes, all that went through her head in like the 10 seconds. <laughs> As it does. So Ben finds out from his boss after Ben's boss has this exchange with Andy. Ben's boss goes over to Ben and being like, you did it. She <laughs> loves you. Hala. Which maybe he, he's just happy for love. Maybe. Maybe he's maybe. Cupid in disguise. Maybe he's Rowan Atkinson and. Love actually. Maybe he's what's his face who made us cry in four weddings and a funeral. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the the girls, the evil marketing girls, see their plan is failing. So they throw a wrench into it. They're like, "Hoosha!" Wrenched. Um, <laughs> As you do, you nunchuck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wrench whip. <laughs> <laughs> they go up to the the two guys and say well you didn't know that she knew about the bet from the beginning so she's just playing along and but she's gonna spill the beans and so the guys are idiots go up to andy and say just pretend you don't know about the bet just say you're in love just say you're the god dear god say you're in love you're in love god damn it you're in love and so Andy doesn't do like a what bet. She just starts pounding back his rings. <laughs> As you do. As you do. It puts those feelings back, you know. Yeah. <laughs> in their place. Drowns them a little. It starts drowning them, you know. Drown them in the booze. <laughs> they can't talk if they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> the mouth doesn't move. <laughs> the mouth can. It's so numb. <laughs> just die just die shh all my dreams <laughs> good night sweet prince <laughs> shh <laughs> okay at the same time the exact same time Ben is finding out from Andy's boss about the article which she was also dumb. She's like, oh, you're going out with Andy? She's writing an article about this guy she's going out with and torturing. Oh, wait. <laughs> you're you're crawl. <laughs> you're crawl. <laughs> so, super drunk Andy gets up on stage and says that Ben is going to sing a song for Mrs. DeLauer Diamond Lady. <laughs> As you do. As you do. So she tries to run out there. He runs up and says, wait, 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 wait. It is a duet. Andy, get your little ass up here. We're singing your favorite song. You're so vain. You probably don't think this song is about you. And they start trashing each other on stage and it becomes really embarrassing to everybody. Like if this was 2019, everybody would just taken out their phones and just started like <laughs> live streaming this shit. And then it would have been gone viral. Like, <laughs> oh no, I would have been live twittering, like those Twitter threads of all of the mm -hmm. like terrible things that are happening. Like, oh dear God, she's talking about naming his penis. <laughs> Who are these people? She drunk. How are the the clients not walking the fuck out? I don't know. Yeah, everybody just kind of like keeps their jobs after that. Yeah, like how does that happen? She runs out. He chases her. She's still wearing the necklace. So security comes out. And so then like, we get the confrontation, the big confrontation. Like, you wanted to do your job, Andy. You wanted to lose a guy in 10 days. Well, you did. You, you just lost, lost him. him. And she said, no, I didn't, Ben, because you can't lose something you never had. <laughs> I was just a bet to you. They're upset at each other because they had real feels. Mm -hmm. They've never talked about this. Nope. All they knew is that they were just pawns to each other. But they fell in love. Pawns can fall in love, too. As we learn in every single movie about a bet. <laughs> love truly forms when there's money on the line. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So the article is done. The boss loves it. Says, you've got permission to write anything, except it has to be composure appropriate. So Andy being like, thank you for this opportunity. Yep. Fuck you. I'm leaving. No, she yes. PG-13. She says it graciously, mm-hmm. but essentially it amounts to, nah, bitch, bye. <laughs> it's an I deserve better moment. Yeah, it is. If we're going for rom-com tropes. She does deserve better. She deserves better. Get him, girl. She's going to Washington. Mm-hmm. But first, she's hanging out with her bestie, Michelle. They're watching a movie, and then Michelle's old boyfriend shows up. Mike wants her back. I miss your smell. I miss your smell. That's a thing. That's a thing. That is a thing. No, you can't tell me that that's not a thing. I was the one who had Sam send me shirts. I know. I was supposed to mention, like, you did this exact... (laughs) You said this. (laughs) You missed that smelly man smell. (laughs) And so Michelle gets back with Mike. Andy watches the whole thing, watches this whole, like, forgiveness thing. So Ben is on set with some fabulous green screen post effects done live. Amazing. Does that even happen now? No. I mean, yes, it can. But, but not, not like that. Like, not like that, but just that's how they shot Avatar. So if you're James Cameron, you could do that. <laughs> but even then, it's not that good. It's not final full graphics. Right. Yeah. Totally. Ben's coworker comes up, reads the Andy's article to him, said that she was making the biggest mistake of all. And he's like, that's bullshit. And the guy's like, no, nah, ma'am, it's real. Go get her. Go get her. Get her. He goes to the office, grabs a dead love fern, sees Michelle. Michelle says she's going to an interview right now in Washington. And so he gets on his motorcycle. Well, first he tells Michelle he owe, she owes him 300 bucks. <laughs> Valid. Get that money, Bo. Chases her down in the cab. They're on the bridge. And then, like, Jim Blossoms play. I'll follow you down. down. Like, yes. It's a moment. Yeah. And in and, and every single rom-com, I want a Jim Blossoms song. Like, mm. And and that bridge, the construction in the background was so lovely. Yeah, it had like the sparks flying because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, sparks mm-hmm. were flying. So he like finds the cab, tells her to pull over. They're on the bridge. As soon as like she gets out of the cab, though, like Vaseline lens gone, like fully extreme, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> like I was true. just like too much, too much. Take it down a notch. <laughs> Bring it back. Bring it back. I know, I know what you're going for, but. God, you just, oh God, too much Vaseline on the lens. You a touch too much. Too much. He goes up to her and says, is this true or are you just trying to sell magazines? She's like, it's true. And she's like, well, why are you, why are you running away? She's like, I'm not running away. She's like, you can write anywhere. You're running away. No, I'm not. And he goes, bullshit. And it's beautiful. And she goes, you calling my bluff? And he goes, you bet I am. And then kisses her like this really big, like, snake Beautiful, devouring. like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> kiss. <Yeah>. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's like, we're in love now, bitch. <laughs> That's it. That's the end. Kiss you like I love you. <laughs> and then, yeah, it pans back and we see the helicopter shot and the kissing on the bridge. The end. The end. So that was a movie. Uh, I thought we'd do How's My Marketing because I've got the, the, the DVD, DVD cover right here. This whole DVD. And also, I think that um, this cover is one of the most iconic rom-com covers that there is. With the back-to-back, yes. Is it the originator of the, the back-to-back look I at each other? I feel sort like of? it is. It's definitely cited as one of the... The originals. Originator. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you guys know. <laughs> you know what it is. You know what's up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tagline on the cover is, one of them is lying, so is the other. <laughs> Such originality, guys. The quote on the cover from Sean Edwards of Fox TV says, a fabulously fresh and totally entertaining battle of the sexes. Okay. And then there's another quote on the back of David Sheehan of CBS TV hails this as the ultimate chick flick for guys. Sure. Way to lean into those gender stereotypes, guys. Jeffrey K. Howard of ABC News says, I love this movie, and so will you. (laughs) No female reporters quoted on this. No ladies. Jerks. There were a bunch of special features on this DVD that I did not partake in. Full commentary by the director. Nice. There's 
a couple of featurettes. Well, one of them is cast and crew interviews called Mapping Out the Perfect Movie. And then there's a featurette called Mapping Out the Perfect Location. And then there's five deleted scenes with director's commentary. Oh, Jesus. And there's a Keith Urban music video. <laughs> Why? I don't know, man, but they, this, this, this has been packaged. <laughs> yes, it has. A lot of care and attention, I think, was put together in packaging this DVD experience. I like it. Good marketing? I think so. I think so, too. It's, it's, it's iconic, is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Let's get down to rate. Yeah, let's, let's rate, rate this movie. Rate this movie. Uh, I'm going to rate this movie two and a half Celine Dion t-shirts. Ooh! <laughs> That's fucking great. I am also going to rate this movie two and a half flying carrot sticks. <laughs> perfect. We came upon the same rating, which is a little surprising to me, maybe. Well, it's just a perfectly average movie. Yeah. It's not The movie like, is fine. Yeah, it's not great. It's not awful. It's... There's some really great scenes. Mm-hmm. It's all you, buddy. Oh, yes. So we have some mail, Justine. Oh, yeah. That you already know because you sent it to me. <laughs> oh, I should stop acting surprised. <laughs> would you like to hear it? I would love to hear it and act like I've never heard it before. <laughs> this review uh, comes to us from Your Empty Nest Coach. From Christine. Christine. She's in Lady Pod Squad. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's entitled Fun Listen That Makes Me Dot 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 Because iTunes Cut It Off. Oh, Thanks, iTunes. I'm sorry. It's okay. No, I just, I'm a, I like this, uh, this okay. presentation. I'm like, I could, f I could find you the full thing, but no. But this is, this is on. entertaining. Uh, <laughs> this is a five star review uh, that goes like this. I really enjoyed my introduction to this podcast, Legally Blonde 2. Ashley and Justine's friendship shines through, and their laughter makes me enjoy reliving an eh movie with smiles. Production quality is great. You feel like you're in the room with them. A nice escape. I just subscribed. Aw, thank you. I like that. You're in the room with us. You can't escape. You hear us. We can't escape either. No, we can't. This is our, this is our life now. <laughs> said so flatly <laughs> this is our life now <laughs> but we get to talk about stuff lego batman lego batman well next time on the podcast it's the last episode of season four so as usual we'll be recapping our movie year and answering your questions so if you have any questions and this episode has been released Please send them our way. We're not 100% sure if we will have recorded. Pretty much if there is a post available somewhere on our social medias where we say, here's where you could submit questions, that means it's still open for yes. questions. Okay. Uh, well, if you like this podcast, why not become a patron if we haven't mentioned it enough? We totally you mentioned it already. <laughs> you can support our podcast. Our cause. You can support our <laughs> podcast at patreon.com slash cutaways podcast. You can also find all this information and more at our website, thecutaways.com. And you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as at cutaways podcast. You can also find our Facebook group called the Cutaways Blanket Fort through our Facebook page. You can also leave us comments, rate us, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite pod catcher. Yeah, yeah. Did I say it right? You said it perfectly. Okay. <laughs> You're nothing but perfect, Ashley. <laughs> well, let's find out if I'm going to go get thrown into a depression today. Have fun watching your hockey game. I can't I wait to hear all about <laughs> it later. <laughs> We're going to, I'm going to go either find out if I'm elated or sad. Justine is going to go watch the Tonys. <laughs> we're going to go watch our respective final Things that we're into. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm done. All right. All right. Thanks for joining us in the Blanket Fort. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. We all love the love story. We pretty much all have a crush on the hero, 
But what makes the story just so good? What about the woman? Deconstructing Damsels is a podcast all about romance books and why the heroine rocks. The podcast is available on most podcatchers. It's hosted by me, Jessica Hannon, with the occasional guests, and every episode features a different book and heroine. I'll see you guys.